0: Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another
1: episode of Sellernomics. We've got another good one today. Lisa, wow. We just keep racking up these amazing guests. Absolutely incredible,
2: I know, it definitely is. It's a strong start to the new year, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, we got a really good one. I'm going to first tell you what we're going to be talking about today. Organic optimization and tools every Amazon seller should use. That's that's a big task. Like there's a lot involved there. So and I know we brought the person to definitely answer that. So why don't we get uh, Peter from ROI Swift into the studio here? Peter, how are you doing?
3: Good. How's it going, guys?
1: Absolutely amazing. Doing absolutely great. amazing. Awesome we to have are, you. We are absolutely... I need to shift them around there. We're absolutely looking forward to this. Uh, this is a big task, talking about orga- organic optimization and tools every Amazon seller should use. Uh, start us off here. Uh, I mean, do we start <laughs> first with ads or... You know what? Why don't you tell us about yeah. ads? I mean, that's usually a big topic. <laughs> why don't you give us some information on... You know yep. why is it not all about these ads and stuff? It, or is it? Maybe it is. It's go ahead. Yeah, maybe. I mean,
3: it, yeah, Amazon advertising super important, but uh, um, I, I I always feel like the organic piece just gets you know shuffled to the side by a lot of people. You you, you watched a lot of things on LinkedIn, a lot of you know all the groups. They there's always just all this information about ads and all this information about. How to structure your ads and what metrics matter and here's all these reports you should be looking at and, and uh I, this topic just always seems to get chunted aside and and um you know at roi swift we we do a lot of uh, assessments for potential clients and, and we take a look at people's accounts and look at what opportunities they are and it's the organic is always the side that i'm like wow there's just so many things that we're missing here um so it's not all about ads. I mean, advertising is, is super important, but it's a, it's a way to help build your organic. It's a way to help build your audience. Um, and if you're not taking care of your organic, uh, then, then, you know, you're just going to have to keep paying for your customers. You know, organic is how you increase your ROI. You increase the, the amount of uh, traffic you're building up and, and the audience that you're building up, um, without having to continue paying for it. So, um, uh, you know, when we say organic optimization, there's, you know, uh, it sounds like something simple, but there's so many pieces to it. So there's, there's Amazon SEO, there's making sure your listing is right, making sure your copy is right, looking at your imagery, looking at, you know, all the different tools that Amazon has, the marketing tools. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, the common things that we see all the time is, is people just not looking at their listings properly. You know, they, they look at that, they spend the bulk of their time looking at their advertising and and tweaking advertising and launching this new campaign. And I need to create a video campaign and all this. And then they sort of ignore what's happening on, on the page, uh, on the detail page. So, um, that's where we like to go. Um, that's honestly where we like to go first when we talk to new clients, when we bring them on is let's get your, your page retail ready. Let's get your page at the top of its game and then continue to push traffic to it um, through ads. So go
2: ahead. Why do you think it is that sellers are ignoring the organic growth portion of this?
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's just, um, you know, there's so many pieces to it. It's very complex, you know, they're Mm -hmm. advertising. uh, It it also depends on what kind of a person you are. I mean, uh, we have people on our team, they love data. And so they're great with ads and we have people who are very creative. Mm-hmm. uh and so they're great with the organic side and and so i think you know um if, if you're a very data driven person you're going to be drawn towards the ads most of the time uh and then the creative side does take just a, there's just so many aspects to it so there's 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 copy there's looking at the back end seo uh what keywords are you putting in the back end are you filling everything out in the back end that you should be um are your images right uh, you know it's not just about having you know five or six images on your page but the right five or six images to to actually teach people about your product
2: so and i think those me- are
3: the things that that people sort of you know bypass but
2: yeah i was going to say tell me if i'm off base here but it seems like You know, there's, there's certain aspects of like brand awareness and marketing that maybe some more data-driven folks see as superfluous or unnecessary. So the organic approach, while it will make the business more profitable in the end, because you're having to spend less money on ads, almost, it almost just seems easier to throw money at it and, you know, bump up that ranking because the organic approach will take too long. Is that kind of the the mindset of sellers? It's like, oh, that's too much time when we could just buy some more ads and be good to run with what we've got. Yeah, that's
3: a fair point. I mean, uh, it, it the organic side is the longer play, because it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and and certainly, I'm not advocating for not using ads, I think ads are super important. Uh, but I think it, having the organic built out is is what helps those ads number one perform better. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're targeting a bunch of keywords, and you don't have them anywhere in your listing, uh, you're going to be paying a lot for those keywords and may never actually rank for them very well. Um, you know, so if you're if you're not walking hand in hand with ads and organic, then you're sort of working against yourself. Um, so yeah, certainly advertising is the way to grow and grow fast. Um, organic is the way to grow profitably, um, and I think that's you know uh, at least with all the sellers that we work with, that seems to be the way people are moving. You know, it's it's not just about blowing up my ad spend, blowing up my sales as fast as possible. Some people do that, and they you know they want to grow their sales really fast and then exit. Um, um, but there's also a ton of brands out there that they just want to see that solid profitable growth, you know, month over month over month. And the organic is how you hold on to that. Um, you know, and 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 how you tweak, you know, how you tweak your organic and how you change that is how you can lead to faster growth through organic. But, uh, you know, tweaking images, helping your conversion rate increase, um, uh, doing better seo so you get more discoverability across a wider array of of keywords and then advertising you come in behind and push on that so you can target specific keywords and target specific things to help you grow so peter
1: you mentioned uh keywords uh -hmm. you know when they're when they're putting together their ad uh, whether it's the title or the description you know sometimes they'll put in that keyword or, or a specific keyword maybe a little bit too much or they're putting in too many of the keywords, almost like they're stuffing it, right? Keyword stuffing, I think is what mm-hmm. they refer that to uh, refer to it as. Um, What's your kind of thought on that? Like, you know, you still want those keywords in there, but where is that sort of uh, happy medium, so to speak?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I would say if if your title reads like a word salad, then you're probably keyword stuffing a little too much. Um,
0: so I love you know,
3: it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we get this a lot. We do see a lot of like keyword stuffing where people just like, here's all the top keywords that I want. And I'm going to put them all in my title to make sure that I, you know, that Amazon catches those first. That's the very first thing that Amazon typically looks at is your, your title. So put it in there. But then it's completely unreadable. And, you know, it just takes away from, it just kind of takes away from your, your listing a little bit. So what we, our approach is we want to keep those top keywords, but we want to focus, you know, not, not all keywords are alike. you know, sometimes it's better to go after, it's not always about going after the most searched keyword. Like, Hey, this has the most search volume. I definitely want that in there, but maybe it might be really expensive to go after that keyword. So certainly you want that in your listing, but maybe there's several long tail keywords that you can absolutely dominate. And that's where you start. Dominate these longer tail keywords. Dominate those, both on organic and in ads. And then you build up to the the larger volume. So, yeah, um, keyword stuffing is is you want you want your titles, you want your bullet points to be readable. You don't want them to just be keyword after keyword after keyword. It sort of takes away from your listing and makes you look. It doesn't make you look like you know a business or a company or a brand that's trustworthy. It takes away from that. Um, you want people to be, be able to read and, and understand what you're trying to get to and not just using it exclusively for SEO. Um, you know, if you want to put, do a lot of keyword stuffing, there's a lot of places in the back end that you can do that, uh, <laughs> and not have to worry about readability. So,
2: yeah, I, I, I've definitely seen some listings as a shopper on Amazon where they got really carried away with that title keyword stuffing. And it does, it turns me mm-hmm. off to buying because, you know, that's, you you clearly i only got directed to your listing because you hit one of the keywords you know gift for two year old boys you know because i've got a bunch of nephews and but it also says 8 year old and 10 year old and 14 year old whatever mm-hmm. is for a 14 year old is not for my 2 year old nephew i'm oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and I, and i think that the sellers get so caught up in sometimes not all but it can happen where they are so focused on making Amazon and the algorithm happy that they can maybe forget about the readability for the actual person buying their product on the other side. And, and that's unfortunate. And, And I liked what you said before, or it's, it sparked a thought about maybe they're wanting to put a bunch of money into ads and get their ranking as high as they can right before an exit. Right. But a lot of these aggregators If they're looking to exit to an aggregator, are getting a lot more sophisticated in their evaluation of brands. So, even though organic growth is the long play, I do think that it's worth it to one make your business more profitable in the long run, and two, you're going to have a more sturdy brand to sell to that aggregator or whomever it may be, because they'll be able to compare apples to apples. Okay, this guy is spending how much in PPC? Well, this is really solid. If we just bolster it, you know, this is going to be super successful. Um so all all that to say I'm I am on board with organic growth right now Peter.
3: <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we see it all the time where where uh, companies come in and it's like, you know, 70, 80, 90% of their sales are coming from from ads. And as soon as we see that, we're like, wow, opportunity. Okay, let's, you know, we could make you so much more profitable if we can get that number down under 50%, where most you know half of your sales are coming organically you know that gives you so much back to then push into into growing your brand uh you know whether it's on amazon or in other places but um you know if you're if you're spending so much ad dollars on just bringing in as many sales as you can how are you keeping those customers long term you know how are you how are you going to uh keep that discoverability if if some other big company comes in and they start out bidding you, you're finished. If you don't have the organic, you know, if, if 90% of your sales are ads and then a competitor comes along and says, well, we're going to make a huge push. We're going to put a, put a bunch of dollars behind this. And, um, you know, suddenly your all your sales are gone. Um, because you can't keep up with the, the cost per click, you know? profitably. So that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, that that's overlooked in the Amazon seller community, I think is, is letting ads get carried away and not taking care of your organic.
1: Peter. So, I mean, you've you've brought up a couple of good points here with like the keyword stuffing and things like that. Uh, Why don't we kind of maybe have you go over some more common issues that you've seen, but Mm -hmm. we're going to do that right after a quick commercial break from our sponsor.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics.
1: Yeah, so be sure to head on over to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics. Get that free $400 in FBA reimbursements. Today we're talking with Peter from ROI Swift about organic auditing optimization and tools every Amazon seller should use just before the break. We were kind of discussing some of the like keyword stuffing and some of these other issues that, uh, Peter has seen and his team has seen. Uh, but I'd like him to elaborate a little bit more, kind of give us maybe, maybe like your top three, uh, and I guess keyword stuffing could be one if it happens to be, but -hmm. Peter, why don't you give us, you know, a few more common issues that you see that maybe sellers should avoid when they're getting started.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, uh, whether it's getting started or even long-standing companies i mean we've we've seen you know we do tons of assessments of of brands and uh you know whether they're doing you know ten thousand dollars a month on amazon or you know a million dollars a month on amazon we see these these issues crop up across the gamut so uh but i would say the biggest ones that we see are um it, it is that sort of not optimizing your your titles and bullet points it's not making sure that you're putting the proper keywords in there. It's, you know, bullet points that have two or three words in it or the opposite where you have bullet points that are just so long that it's just this huge jumble of, 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 uh, you know, this giant paragraph for every bullet point point. and both are not ideal. You want, you know, you want solid bullet points that have the keywords. You want a title that's succinct readable, but also carries the keywords you care about. Um, another big one is imagery Uh, we see so many people come in with uh, you know clients potential clients come in with uh, images that um, you know they may have one or two images and that's it or they're not using video um, which video especially nowadays is just more and more important Um, uh, more and more people they want to watch videos in order to learn about the product Um, same thing with images i always You know, I always tell people, the bullet points, the titles, those are really important for your discoverability. They're important for, you know, Amazon's bots to crawl and find you. Um, uh, But when it comes to conversion, it's all about imagery. Um, If you're not telling your brand story, if you're not explaining the pain points that you're fixing with your product, if you're not explaining to the customer why why they should purchase your product and your images, there's a pretty good chance they're going to move on to somebody else. Uh, and that's the, one of the top things that I see, Um, you know, imagery across the board, whether it's your, just your, your top product detail page images, or if you're not using a plus content, uh, not using brand story. Those are some of the top things that we, we see people, uh, you know, come in and they, they're not using them or they're not using them effectively. Um
2: so where do you recommend that the sellers start with the optimization because from a from a buyer's perspective I definitely go images first right and mm-hmm. then if the image doesn't answer my question I'm popping right over to those bullet points to see if it says you know the right. exact dimensions of the item or um you know certain functionality like for an induction cooktop stove like how many speeds you know what's the top temperature things like that so is that the order you mm-hmm recommend or like for SEO purposes, maybe the opposite, where do you advise that they start?
3: Actually, it, it depends on what, it depends on what your, your issue is or what your goal is. Um, you know, for example, if you're, if, if your conversion rate's really solid, you know, you have 20, 25% conversion rate, really solid. Um, then your goal is is to drive traffic. You want more traffic to the listing because you're converting well. So let's drive more traffic. That includes looking at all of your your titles, your bullet points, making sure you're getting those keywords in, looking into your back end fields to make sure that you're pulling in all the different filters options that Amazon has. Uh, that you're filling out those fields in the back end to get those filter options so people can find you. So, yeah, if if conversions your problem or if you're. Con- is really good, you should focus on your copy first, because that's how you increase your discoverability. If your problem is conversion, if your conversions, you know, three, four percent, then then that's where I would focus first is your imagery, because people aren't getting the information they need to convert. Uh, You know, either that or, you know, there's always the chance that you're just driving a bunch of junk traffic with ads, and certainly that's something to look at. But but uh it definitely throws up a red flag to me that hey, your images aren't you're not selling people they don't they don't they're not getting what they need from your images um, or from your your listing to be able to make the decision and so that images are the first place I would start with that followed very closely with a, a video uh, to explain your product explain what it does, explain how you help uh, and then uh, that that will help increase your your conversion much um you know much better than than just the bullet points alone so
1: yeah yeah peter so i'm, I'm gonna give you a little scenario because i'm, I'm sure this happens mm-hmm. right so seller gets in there they only do a couple photos maybe they get a, a decent seo title uh, the, a few bullet points and let's say it's a, a kind of a unique product and it sells really well um uh, mm-hmm. They're or you know, and, and they're putting a bunch of PPC into it, also. Let, let's just throw that in there, right? For this scenario, things are going good, they're selling a lot. Like, what is kind of the long term possible issues of not growing that organic or really focusing on making sure that organic is done correctly? Uh, versus hey, I'm selling and it's doing well, and I my PPC is working. Like, what's the drawbacks? What can happen, uh, you know, in a, a scenario like that?
3: Well, I think, uh, there's two things. One is opportunity cost. You know, what are you leaving on the table by not optimizing on your organic? And the other is what I mentioned earlier, which is, you know, if you're, if your ads are humming and everything's good, but then your ads stop humming, A uh, new competitor moves into the space. If you don't have that organic, you know, sort of backlog and, and built up, then, um, you're, you're going to lose a big chunk of your revenue. Um, if you have that organic, if, if organic is, is. 40, 50% of your revenue, then you're at least protecting a pretty good chunk. Um, and then opportunity cost, uh, you know, you may you may not realize how much you're leaving on the table by not optimizing that. There may be a whole host of keywords that you could potentially win on and rank for and get on page one across a whole host of different keywords versus, you um, you know just the ones you're dominating in ads um mm-hmm. so that's that's where i would say you know and you can test for that that's the great thing about amazon is you have they have the manage experiments tool where you can test titles you can test bullet points now um you can test your images you can test your a plus content so that's that's where we go when we have a uh uh when we have a product that's just things are running smoothly we're seeing a Pretty consistent curve going up. Great. It starts to level out a little bit. Okay, let's see what we can test. What, what can we go try out? And, uh, the tests that we've done, it's really interesting to see even just small changes, uh, how, how big of a difference they can make. Um, we, we tested for this one. It's a, it's a triathlon brand and they, uh, they sell these triathlon shorts and, um, So we literally, all we tested was their main image. It was a straight on image of the shorts. And we tested just putting them at like a 45 degree angle. Mm -hmm. Let's just see how this does. And they saw this huge change, like huge increase in their click through rate, this huge increase in their sales uh, and their conversion with just that one little change. We got Mm -hmm. so many more, so many more, so much more traffic coming to that listing, Um, you know, and then. We turned around and we're like, okay, this really worked for the, the, the men's sh- shorts. Uh, so let's try it for the women's. We tried it for the women's. Exact opposite. It was worse. It didn't work as well. So we were, okay, well, now we know. So those are the tests that we like to run. And um, it's amazing how that manage experiments tool, you run that for, you know, six, eight weeks or more if you have time and Amazon will tell you, hey, this is, this is working better and you can see by exactly how much. And if it if it makes sense, okay, let's just make the change. So um, that's what we like to do when we, as we scale and grow and get beyond, you know, if you get all that initial work done, you've got the images, you've got the A plus content, you've sort of got your, all the table stakes, all the stuff that has to be done, then you just start testing. Let's see what, what happens if we may change this or move this around or swap these bullet points, you know all sorts of things that you can test
2: You you wow. segued so beautifully into the second portion of this episode about what sellers, every Amazon, I'm sorry, what tools every Amazon seller needs to use. Uh, could you speak a little more about that? Manage you said experiments or experience.
3: uh manage experiments.
2: Manage experiments yeah. tool is that exclusive for brands that have brand registry?
3: Yep, brand owners only. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a great tool. Um, The Amazon started it out. It was just uh, just a few things you could test like titles and the main image, and now they've expanded. They included A-plus content, um, and now you can do bullet points as well. So um, we, you know, it's a great way to A-B test uh, all sorts of data. I mean, I know there's there's other tools out there, sort of third-party tools like PickFu and stuff like that, where you can crowdsource things, but this is Amazon direct data, so... um, it's, it's really solid data that you can work from. Um, you know, there's obviously some, some things that you want to do and and don't do, you know, you always want to, uh, with experiments, obviously you want to run one AB test at a time. You don't want to test a title and an image test at the same time, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, uh, and, and have a good hypothesis when you're testing. Uh, this is another big mistake I see is people just sort of throw in tests and I'm just gonna throw this in there and test out, like, look at what you're trying to gain. What are you trying to solve for? Uh, So going back to, to what I was saying before, are you trying to solve for conversion or are you trying to solve for traffic? Okay, so if you're trying to solve for traffic, then test out different bullet points, test out a different title. See if you can increase your discoverability by changing some things around. Maybe you move this keyword up closer to the front of your title. Uh, maybe you remove this keyword and put a different keyword in there. Um, maybe you move around your bullet points a little bit or change some things here and there to see if that makes a difference. And then run those tests and watch them. And then change, make the change based on how the test goes. So, okay, the what I tested worked. So I'm going to implement that. And but don't just leave it there. Don't just okay. Amazon said this one was better. I'm going with that one, and then you walk away, implement it, and then double check your your metrics, you know, watch it for the next several weeks and make sure that it continues to grow and continues to do well. Um, so yeah, that those a b tests are are fantastic too. i love I love the manage experiments tool. It's how we you know it's how we build a lot of our best practices, you know. Know, what kind of a plus content you should you have what should your main image look like you know so a lot of those tests help us build out best practices that we tell people so
1: yeah peter so you've kind of mentioned a couple of uh, tools there and it sounds like that one uh it, was that fr- that's from amazon right that you're doing some of that testing with that you just mentioned so
3: yeah manage experiments yeah
1: manage experiments so what other tools do you recommend or is there any other tools that you guys maybe use that, uh, you know, benefit sellers, Amazon sellers.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's Amazon has so many tools, uh, it, you know, again, it depends on what you're looking for, but, but, uh, the managed experiments is a great AB test tool, um, other organic. Focus stuff, meaning stuff you don't have to pay for are things like Amazon posts and customer engagements. Those are two other tools that you can use and you don't have to pay for them. They come as long as you're brand registered, you can use them. So Amazon posts is essentially like having your own Instagram feed on Amazon. Um, so you can post up images of your products. You can actually link to the product detail page in the post. Um, those posts show up on your, your Amazon storefront um they've also they also pop up on the detail pages so as you scroll down detail pages uh, on your own products it it'll show up like from this brand and they'll show some of your posts Uh, but you can even some of your posts may even show up on competitor ASINs. so you know you're you're sort of missing out on free exposure if you're not using amazon posts Um, I do wonder a lot, you know, just the way posts are and the metrics that Amazon's providing for those, so you can see how many people are clicking and engaging with them. You can see how many people are clicking to detail pages. It gives me the hint that at some point they're probably going to be monetized where you can do like a sponsored post. Um, we'll, we'll, see how that shakes out, but, um, but for now it's, it's completely free and it's a great way to get additional exposure for your brand. Get more discoverability people searching you know they they're looking at somebody else's product and all of a sudden they see this really cool uh lifestyle image of your brand they click on the post and next thing you know they're they're shopping your products so um is, is post, something you have to use
2: is post just for static images right now
3: right now it's just static images yeah it's okay. uh, um I don't know if they're going to I I assume they're gonna expand the video and gifts or anything like that in the future. I would
2: I would think so. Just considering how powerful the TikTok made me buy it, you know, kind of hashtag is and like (laughs) I mean how how powerful TikTok is in general as as a tool and as a platform, I feel like it would just behoove Amazon to expand posts or you know, if they call them, I mean, they can't use shorts. YouTube took that one, but you know, some sort of short form video posting to do these quick demos or different application. I guess those are still demos, but you know, the short form video, I, I wonder if that is also to come that, that would be interesting to see. And I think it would benefit them.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely got a lot to, you know, Amazon's trying to build practically a social media aspect of of amazon they just keep doing it more and more so it wouldn't surprise me to see that kind of a change come um you know right now they they i mean they already have a sort of videos feed on detail pages that includes your videos and and products similar to yours which is why we tell people don't just have one video have you know two or three or four or five if you can that way you can get as many of those slots in the the video um uh you know, in that video feed as you can. But.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot going on here. Uh, so <laughs> we have a little bit more we need to cover. Uh, we are going to take a quick break in a second, but uh, when we come back, we have a couple more topics we want to cover. Uh We definitely want to talk to uh, Peter a little bit more about maybe some reviews, maybe how those affect uh your, page or ranking and things. He's going to let us know what it affects. How about that? And then we're going to also dive into absolutely my favorite topic. And that is driving off page to your Amazon listing, like what you need to do to drive uh, target or traffic basically to your listing from off Amazon. Uh, right after this quick break from our sponsor.
0: Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at com slash sellernomics.
1: So yeah, be sure to head on over to com four slash sellernomics. Get that free money, $400 in free FBA reimbursements. Uh, we, today we got Peter from ROI Swift and we're talking about organic optimization and tools every Amazon seller should use. Uh, right before the break, uh, first thing we want to dive into is reviews. So how are reviews important for these Amazon sellers and kind of what effects do they have,
3: Peter? Yeah. I mean, reviews are, that's your lifeblood on Amazon. Everybody wants to know how to get more reviews. There's, there's certainly a lot of black hat and gray hat tactics out there. I don't recommend any of them. Um, Amazon will catch you and they will shut you down. Um, But there are a lot of great ways to get reviews, and then not only get reviews but leverage those reviews, particularly for the organic optimization, which which we've been talking about. So, you know, obviously there's you can do review requests. There is the request a review feature that Amazon has that you can use. You can request reviews through Amazon legally. Uh, There's also the Vine program where you can, for newer products. Uh, you can you can get up to 30 reviews where amazon will take some of your inventory send it out to their vine reviewers and you can get reviews that way that's a great way to get uh, especially for new products um, reviews very quickly uh, but then beyond just getting the reviews it's using them to your advantage so you as you get these reviews and and bring more and more of them in it's important to go look at them, you know, look at what people are saying about your products. Uh, there's been so many times where simple things that people are talking about in the reviews, you can make simple changes. You know, what comes to mind is, is uh, we have a clothing brand that uh, a lot of people were, were saying in the reviews, like I, I bought the large, but it was too big, or I bought the medium, it's too small. And, you know, so we're like, okay, so this is a problem we need to go look at and so we worked with them. Okay, let's make sure that people know how to get the right size. So we added an image that went over how to size. We added a video that went over how to get the right size. We even added like a PDF guide for people to make sure they get the right size to the page. And after we did that, those reviews really started slowing down. We didn't see as many of them um, after that. So that that's one thing that reviews are, absolutely essential for is product feedback. How can you make your product better? Or how can you explain your product better? So people don't have as many questions. So they don't have to go to the q&a. So they don't have to dig through a hundreds of reviews to find the answer. Um, so there, you know, there's tons of tools like helium 10 has a great tool that you can use to, to analyze reviews and things like that. But it's looking for keywords. What are people saying a lot about your, your uh, listings and uh, um, and then once you know, go add those to your listing. Make sure you're explaining that. Create an image about it. Create a video about it. Uh, address issues uh, that people have had with your products. Um, you know, or highlight the benefits that people are talking about. You know, so many times customers start talking about a benefit that they're like, oh, I love this aspect about the product. And they're like, well, that's not even something we even thought of in our marketing. So <laughs> maybe we should add that. Um, you know, so um yeah and then beyond that it's also great great for keyword research too uh, in reviews is mm-hmm. hey a lot of people are saying this specific thing about my they're using this keyword over and over again in reviews so let's let's make sure that's in our in our listing and then also make sure we're targeting on ads um yeah. because if people are if customers are talking about it in their reviews if they're saying it in their reviews then people are searching for it so um mm-hmm. So those yeah. are those are great ways to get those reviews to work for you and not just, you know, not just as as social proof, but as a way to 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 make your product better and make your product pages better.
2: Yeah, a- especially deeper. in women's clothing. Sorry, I've just got to point uh-huh. it out. No, if, a, if an apparel brand doesn't have a size chart in their images, I'm pretty much not going to buy it because mm-hmm. a medium can mean a four to six, a six to an eight or an eight to a ten. And those are three very different sizes <laughs> yeah, it is, it is yep. so necessary but yeah they do that right.
1: with guys they do that with guys also i mean it, it's same do thing
2: because a 32 yeah. feels no, like I've, it should be a 32 across it, you guys it, at least use I've inches. Ordered, we use these arbitrary numbers like let me tell
1: you i've ordered pants from different companies like and then i order the same size yep. and i get them in and i'm like this one's loose, this one's tight and this one feels good. I'm like, come on, it can't be, you know, really? it's just
3: all. How can on. they all be the same size? Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. So the same
2: size. Unless it's jeans, the dark wash is always smaller. I don't know what it is. Dark washes are tighter. I don't know why, but that. Look at idea- that
1: pro pro tip from Lisa over here. <laughs> pro
2: tip. Dark wash is going to be a little smaller.
1: <laughs> uh, Peter, I do have a quick follow-up question on the reviews. And, and this is probably just sure. a quick one before we move on to some Amazon tactics to drive uh, traffic. Uh, Vine. You were mentioned in the Vine program. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, when a Vine reviewer goes on and leaves a review, it's usually marked Vine reviewer, meaning that yeah. somebody has got the product, they did a review on it. Have you seen that as a positive or a negative, or it, it doesn't really matter because it's still a review and they're still leaving you know, information there? What's kind of your feel on that when, when you see that?
3: I, I see it as a net positive. I mean, okay. you know, there's certainly always the risk that you get negative reviews from Vine reviewers, but having that tag on there, I mean, yeah, it does say this Vine, this reviewer got free product. You know, this is a, a review of free product. Um, but in in my experience, the Vine reviews are generally the most detailed and interesting reviews uh, for products. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of just the regular reviews, it might be like a sentence or two then you look yeah. at vine reviews and it's like two paragraphs of all the things they loved about it and all the things they didn't like about it. And so it's a, it's a great tool one to get those reviews started so that, uh, cause you know, the more reviews you have, the easier it is to get conversion. And especially in advertising, um, you know, if you're advertising a product that has zero reviews, your returns on that are going to be less than if you have 30, uh, or, or, you know, 30,000, but, um, So that that's a big aspect of it. But then there's there's also just you get that immediate feedback. Like right away, you're getting all these Vine reviewers who are writing like two paragraph reviews and like okay, we can get some really quick feedback on this new product that we're just taking to market. And we can take all that and start making changes to the detail page and start making things so that as more customers come in, the new customers that are actually paying for the product, we can identify, you know what pain points we might have before Mm. we even start selling to people who are paying for it. So, yeah, it's there's a ton of reasons why Vine is a great thing. Um, So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. And and, and I don't think it's a negative when I'm looking. I assume, you know, that person got that product. They evaluated it. They left either a pro or cons or positive or negative feedback on it or tell you what they kind of the experience they had with it. Right. Um, uh, right. next topic, my favorite, and I don't mean to take this question away from Lisa, but you're good. Amazon, <laughs> you know, I love this topic. This is one of my favorites. Cause I I'm a big YouTube person. I grew my company from YouTube and everything before I sold it. Amazon tactics to drive traffic, lay it on us. There there's a lot there. We could probably take a whole nother, uh, 45 minutes talking about this if we wanted to, but, uh, Peter, give us kind of the high level. What's yeah. your, what do you, have you seen? What seems to be working?
3: Yeah. I mean, there's so many, uh, there's so many things you can do uh, at the top of the list. I will say like, before you do anything with off Amazon traffic is to learn how to use, uh, Amazon attribution. So Amazon has this great program came out of a couple of years ago. It's been getting better and better. Create attribution tags for your products and then use those to figure out what's working, you know, create a bunch of different tags for a bunch of different methods. So whether you're using YouTube, whether you're using influencers, um, whether you're just posting on social media or doing email campaigns, however you're driving that external traffic. Use those those Amazon attribution UTM links so that you can see exactly what's working. Um, that's a that's a big thing that I, I see people do is they might use the same link over multiple campaigns to drive external traffic. You're like, what, you don't know which one worked. So make separate ones. Um, but uh, uh, influencers is a great one that I've seen. You know, obviously there's, you know, there's all these like, I bought it on, or TikTok made me buy it and mm-hmm. things like that. And those are, those are definitely great. Um, um, but those are sort of hit or miss, you don't, you don't know. I mean, it might go viral on t- TikTok, it might just get a couple of views and be done. Um, but finding influencers is a great, great one to do. Finding people to write, write stuff about your product, post stuff about your product, um, we had a, 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 client, um, just a few months ago, um, they had, uh, one of their products was featured in this really like highly trafficked blog. And in the space of like three days after this post, after it was posted on the blog, their sales, like tripled those three days. Um, and it, it was, it, and they stayed high. Like that product that was featured in that blog has continued to grow ever since that happened. So they have not only the initial big boost of being in this blog, this person's blog post, and getting that initial traffic. They also it's we've been able to keep it growing ever since. So um, that's one of the big ones that I've seen work really well is getting a, a an influencer that has a very highly trafficked site or very highly trafficked social media, and uh, and getting it into their hands and letting them use their uh, use their um audience to 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 drive that traffic you know the important thing there though is making sure that you're finding the right influencers that's the other thing uh you don't want to just go out and find you know you know they have a you know if a hundred thousand followers or a million followers so i'm going to go talk to them well maybe but are the followers that they have in your market you know what type of influencer are they uh if they're not if they're not talking about anything in your category then they're probably not going to help you that much so you want to find influencers even if they're smaller influencers go get the you know go get 10 or 15 influencers that have 20,000 followers each but they're really solid influencers in your market in your category and they have a huge following for products like yours those are the ones that you should be looking at even if they're smaller that's fine just go find a whole bunch of them um
2: yeah because because they usually have hyper concentrated audiences around a particular category or interest you know especially a lot of like i hate to put them in a box with like mommy influencers and stuff like that you know for small children products and you know motherhood and pregnancy and all that stuff. Like you, you kind of don't want like a Jim bro repping that brand just because he has right. a, a million yeah. followers. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's <Right. laughs> not going to work. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: So maybe the dad's um, will buy from him. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you never actually, know. It
2: de- and it depends on how yeah. you market it. Maybe,
1: you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, Peter, you know, sometimes the ones that are up and coming are smaller you're going to get more from them, right? They're probably going to be more willing to do something for you, go that extra mile. Uh, you know, I think I've also seen was a lot of times they'll c- kind of just do it for the product because they need the content right. for their channels, right? Whether, wh- no matter what social media they're on, they're, they need that content. They're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
3: yeah, and the other thing too with with the smaller ones as well is that, I mean, so here's, here's another sort of tip that we've, we've heard and seen done is, is uh, Amazon has a brand referral bonus that they're giving out like Amazon is so hungry for off Amazon traffic, that they are they will give you money back to drive off Amazon traffic to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have a a brand referral bonus where if you use attribution links, um, all the traffic that you drive or all the stuff that is purchased using those links, you get 10 10% back on your referral fees. So your referral fee might drop from 15%, which is the norm on Amazon, down to 5% for all the purchases made through that referral link. So number 1, that's a that's a huge savings. Um but but also what we've heard people do is is uh, offer the influencers that 10%, like hey, we'll give you 10% of the sales. You're basically not you're netting the same because you're taking, you're yeah. getting 10% back from Amazon. You're just giving it to them. They win and you win. So that's, that's another great way to leverage influencers, um, you know, using that brand for a bonus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, that has been some great information, but I want to spend a little time talking about ROI Swift, uh, where you work, what kind of services you guys offer. I think it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. Um, you know, we talked about all these great ways to do it, but I'm sure ROI Swift probably could help you with this. So Peter, why don't you tell us a bit about ROI Swift and then also be sure at the end to include uh, how they get a hold of you, if they wanna follow up with more information or any questions regarding the topics we went over.
3: Absolutely, yeah. ROI Swift, we're we're, um, based in Austin, Texas. Uh, We've been around since 2015, helping um, brands in the sort of three to 30 million space. Um, We cover three services actually, we do Amazon, management, we do paid uh, search and paid social. So uh, we cover all three. Uh, My team on the Amazon side, we have uh, a team of eight of us now. Um, uh, We just hired somebody last week, actually. So (laughs) a new team (laughs) member, which is great. But uh, um, uh, so we cover pretty much all things Amazon uh, on that on our team. So all the things that I talked about today, all the organic optimization, we have a whole team for that. Uh, we also do the ads so I, I know i said that you know ads get uh get talked about a lot we have a great ads team too so we do we do pretty much everything from top to bottom on amazon um about the only thing we don't handle is physical inventory management but everything else um uh, everything else we we work with and strategize with all of our 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 partners to to help them grow their business um you know w- with with that strategic and am- app uh, organic optimization from top to bottom, telling them exactly what images they need to create, uh, what content they should be creating. Let's go redo all of your your listings and get everything uh, set up properly, um, uh, and then obviously driving all the advertising to that. Um, so um, yeah, uh, we we also do offer a a complimentary assessment. So if if you're just curious about uh, how you're doing? Uh, we have, you know, tons of people come to us and they're like, we just want to know if we're doing well or not. And we will do a, a an assessment of your Amazon account. Look, take a look and say, hey, here's some opportunity here. Um, we've even worked with some brands where we're like, hey, you guys are killing it. This is really good. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> if you want our help, we can certainly jump in and manage it for you. But you're doing great. So. Uh, and then you know, of course, we have a lot of of people that we work with and say okay, here's here's all the opportunity, here's all the things that you could we can help you with and um, and so we we just love helping these these smaller brands and uh, help help people get launched and and um, grow on Amazon. so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So we're going to throw it up on the screen. Anybody who's listening, R O I Swift, R-O-I-S-W-I-F-T.com. And if you need to get a hold of Peter to follow up with any questions that you maybe you want to ask from what you heard on the show or you want to follow up with something, or heck, if you even want to reach out for their services besides r-o-i you can get a hold of Peter. It's P-E-T-E-R at R-O-I-S-W-I-F-T dot com. Head on over there. Peter, it's great having you on the Sellernomics podcast. Absolutely brought amazing amount of information. I'm going to have to probably go back and listen to it. And by the way, when I head was down, I was taking notes because Amazon attributes or attributions. So I had to write Amazon that down.
3: attribution. Yep. Attribution.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go look that up because uh, when I'm teaching sometimes my classes about uh, tactics for driving traffic, I definitely want to make sure I include that in there. Amazing having you on. I really appreciate Excellent. you taking your time to come on and share this great information regarding organic optimization and tools every Amazon seller should use. Uh, 100%. thank you so much. We absolutely yeah, appreciate you, you guys. hundred yeah, percent. And you- thank
2: you for choosing selleronomics to be your first ever podcast. We're thrilled. Yes. We're thrilled yes, to have absolutely. you. Yeah. It was a lot
3: of fun. Thank you guys so we much. I really appreciate uh, letting me come on. So. Of course. Thank you. Awesome. Peter. Awesome.
1: Well, everybody, be sure to hit that like and subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love to five-star review. Be sure to leave that for us. And uh, we'll be on again soon. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.